When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app, Red Circle, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Also, the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure, sure you hit like, subscribe, turn the notifications on. Also, check out Off the Floor, Winno. That's with two N's, winno.app, backslash off the floor. Get the latest text from Greg, Alex, Brady, and myself. Bypass Twitter, X, Instagram, Facebook, and all the rest of it. Just go to winno.app, backslash off the floor. Free for the first week, $3.05 per month thereafter. Also, check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Big Football Sunday. We're actually going to be at Biscayne Bay Brewing Company uh, in downtown Miami, the only uh, the only brew house in downtown Miami. And we're going to be there playing prize picks while we watch the game. Use the code 5, F-I-V-E. Get that initial deposit matched up to $100. Prize picks, again, the official fantasy sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. We've heard anything different. I can tell you it is still legal in the state of Florida. There are no issues. So go to prizepicks.com, Google Play Store, the Apple App Store. But again, use the code 5, F-I-V-E. Make your picks before a Dolphins Bills Sunday. And now, today's episode. Down to Biscayne. Yay. Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Check the floor plan, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I got Brady Hawk. You can follow him at Brady Hawk 305. Alex Toledo, you can follow him at Tropical Blanket. Greg Sylvander, you can follow at Greg Sylvander. We have pivoted now towards training camp. Miami Heat with Media Day coming up on Monday. We'll be there for the full day of interviews. We're planning on getting six players at least for one-on-ones. We'll also have coverage of the others that are at the podium, but you're going to be able to check out those interviews on the podcast here, expecting to get Josh Richardson, Caleb Martin, among others. And, of course, training camp starts Tuesday in Boca. We'll have you fully covered for that as well. We are going to assume right now that the roster that you'd have is the one that they're taking to training camp. Now, things could change after we post this podcast Not just trade talks. I know a lot of people are excited about Drew Holiday. I would go get him, but I don't think that's actually going to happen. But again, we'll see what occurs between now and Monday or Tuesday. But there are also some other players that are becoming available as training camp is about to begin. Uh, One guy who's interesting is Reggie Bullock, who was cut loose by the Spurs, a shooter um, who has a good reputation around the league, might be somebody that the Heat would look at. Uh, The Pacers, even as we're just starting this podcast, cut Jordan Bell and Alfred Payton. Okay, Alfred Payton was kind of a disaster in New York, but who knows? Miami seems to need a point guard. So you don't know who they're going to add. Cameron Payne is still out there. But again, we're just going to assume right now that the roster is the roster. They've got guys competing for the on the two ways, competing to kind of get attention here. Uh, they've got a, a roster spot open. 
They still have Kyle Lowry, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, players we've been talking about the entire offseason. And, of course, they've added the likes of Thomas Bryant, uh, Jaime Jaquez, Nikola Jovic going into his second season, and Josh Richardson is back. What we're going to do today is what raises this team's ceiling without an addition? So if this is the roster, what is going to make this team be better than I think a lot of Heat fans think it's going to be? And what can make it better than last year's team? So we, we've we taken about, you know, 24 hours to kind of think about this. And and everybody's going to try to come up with one, but we'll comment on all of the others. Uh, I'm going to go first this time. I don't usually do that. Uh, to me, the single biggest thing that raises this team's ceiling, but I think it's more the second half of the season than the first, is the development of Nikola Jovic. Um I use other guys we can look at here, and I know we're going to talk about some of them. But when I look at high upside players on this team, where it's not just incremental improvements, where we haven't gotten a chance to see it, and it's sort of full flower here with this particular group, it's Jovic. It's Jovic because of what we saw in Summer League, because of also what we saw for him playing for Serbia. But it's also the way that he's kind of re, you know, redefined his body. Um it's the experience he got last year. It's the it's playing behind uh, someone like Kevin Love, who I think is going to be a great mentor for him. Uh, but additionally, it's things I've heard. The top players on this team are excited about Nikola Jovic. And to me, that's a reason to get excited about him. And he also has a skill set that is necessary for this team because he can play make from, from the front court. And on a team that does not seem to have a point guard, they're going to need to get the playmaking from everywhere. I think I do not think he's going to start at the start of the year, but I think you're going to see enough of him in the preseason that fans are going to want him to, and this is going to be a constant topic of conversation during the first half of the year. Why won't Spo give him more minutes, et cetera, et cetera? But I think by it's about the time we get to the All-Star break, it's going to be clear he needs to play more. He will play more. Kevin Love will still fill a role for this team, but I think Nikola Jovic is going to end up being a starter for this team in the last third of the season. Wow. Does anybody else agree with me on this? Hey, if he becomes Everybody's a starter. Speechless? I speak first for the if, first time ever on I, one of these topics. And, and, and all of you, okay, let's go home. No, well, I'll just say this because somebody had to speak. Um, I love the hot take of in the last third of the season that he becomes a starter. Cause if that's the case, he really pops this year. And you're right. Like that, I, I, it changes the entire dynamic of the roster. If he really takes that kind of leap, because that wouldn't just be a taking a step that would be taking a leap. Absolutely. Um, I hope you're right. I'll say that. Um, that's not where I was going to necessarily head. I had a little bit more, of the rare uh, analytical approach to this. And um, should I dive into that? Or are you looking for more feedback on? on, on... Let's do it this way. You go and then we'll let Brady and Alex choose between the two of us. And then after the break, they'll come up with their two go. Look at that. He just comes up with the format of the show on the fly. That's the, that's the point guard that he need. It's not like crap. Not Kyle. Um, So check this out. Last year, the Miami Heat in offensive rating were 25th out of three out of 30 teams, and they were ninth in defensive rating. And we know that in points per game, they were last, right? If you go back a year, they finished the season 
10th in offensive rating, fifth in defensive rating. So they're holding that defense year over year, right? But it's like, whoa, they got in the top 10 that season that they were the one seed. How did they do that? They shot almost 38% from three. League rank one. Last year, they were like above, uh, among the worst teams. You want to raise this team ceiling, have the shooters make shots, and that's going to make all of this look prettier. I know that that's like a very simple thing to say, but I'm just saying – if these dudes come in and they can shoot among the league best from three, everything else will fall into place. The defense will fall into place. I believe the role players will find their roles. The great players will do their thing. The, the dudes that are going to eat innings as primary options in the regular season will do their thing. And then the other guys hopefully can be ready for the playoffs if guys are making shots. If they're not making shots – Raising the ceiling on this team to place it on any one individual, I think is 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 impossible. So to me, it comes this, if we're if this is the roster, and I know Heat fans are taking a big old gulp and saying, seriously, is this the medicine we're swallowing? If this is the roster, to me, it's all about the shooting. All right, Brady, choose between us. I'll stay just because of the fact. You made some good – both of you guys made some good points. But the Jovic thing feels like – because I've been an advocate of kind of saying you go down this roster and you kind of found like where is he going to play, where is this guy going to play. But it's like you kind of have to not take that approach anymore and basically say this is a guy that can really elevate your ceiling and is it a guy that we cannot have that kind of talk to you. You just have to throw him out there and just let him go. Because you're at a point now we've been talking about him as an asset every single day for the last, what, 71 days. I don't even know what the day count we're at anymore. But – uh and we're at the point now where, like, you have to play him to be able to take that next step because he's the only guy that can change scenery. Like, there's one other guy that we'll probably get to later that can change scenery, but he's the only guy here that could really do it at another level. So it's like I don't see him starting right off the right off the bat. But there has to be a way, I guess, of leaning on him in a different way than they, we saw last season because I felt like we saw him kind of just thrown out there in different spots. Now you have a year under your belt. You saw him in summer league. You saw him in Serbia. Now you kind of get an idea of where you can, I think, spoke and kind of see where he can place him in different spots because you hit on the playmaking fact. That is without a doubt where I think you'd lean on him number one. Maybe he, he was used way too often as a spot-up guy, in my opinion, last season. Like, you kind of have to put the ball in his hands and move things around, see what he could do as a passer, see what he could do on the move. The, the biggest thing, I think, more than anything, is when that ball comes off the rim and he gets the ball, let him go. Forget the pace analytics. Forget the fact that no matter what, we, what happens, whatever we talk about, Monday we're going to hear that we're going to play fast this year and it's not going to happen. But the one person it needs to happen for is Nikola Jovic because that is a guy that is absolutely comfortable in that spot. He takes contact and, and is able to finish in a way that I haven't seen. Like He has like a, like a very just natural ability in that range. You just have to utilize this guy. Like You're at the point now where, where you're not looking at – two ways over him and, and these other guys. like this is the guy with the highest ceiling you throw him out there you go if he has rough patches if he has a bad october november you still play him because this is the guy that you need to kind of figure out what you have on your hands so i, I agree i think that the the ceiling is raised most if they kind of lean on Jovic in a way that they did in last season alex shooting or Jovic? um I, I think still think the correct answer is a cop out, but I'm not going to try to steer you any particular direction. Go ahead. Cop think, out. Yeah. Oh my! <laughs> damn, this is a tough show. Um, to me, the shooting is going to be what raises the ceiling more, just because that's also what went so damn well in this last uh, playoff run. And I'm not going to be like you know some media members who I'm not going to name right now, and just you know um, 
credit their their playoff run only to shooting, which a lot of people like to oh, do. Oh come on, we had him on the podcast, Alex. We got. I don't know who you're talking about. I, I said multiple media he's, members. He's still, go, he's still going at us today. Like I, Matt, we had you on. Anyway, go ahead, Alex. Continue. <laughs> so much for not saying names. Anyways, I, I do think there is something to be said about how important the shooting is, and obviously, you know, Gabe and Max were a big part of that, and now they're gone. So there's going to be a lot of reliance on Duncan, who's probably going to go back to a big-time, high-volume um, role, even though he won't be starting. Um, so I could see a good season with that, really changing the picture uh, for the regular season and for the playoffs. And I think that's kind of what separates it for me from the Jovic thing, because I'm just as, just as excited about Jovic as anybody, but I don't know. Like uh, I, I'm with you guys. I do want to see him thrown out there, along with Hakez. I think especially during the regular season, like you don't need to stick to your – your playoff rotation it's not your regular season isn't about who do i trust the most that's what the playoffs are for but that being said that's why i would try to find as many minutes as possible like like ethan has said um this example a few times where like just you know maybe love doesn't play every game and the games he doesn't play Jovic steps into that starting lineup i could totally see spo doing something like that given how a lot of times he he will have that starting lineup the bench unit and then if somebody is out he'll promote somebody who you know, um, who isn't in the bench unit to the starting lineup to, so as to not mess, mess with the bench unit. It kind of goes right with that sort of um, Spo logic. And I think it fits right there because, and, and you, you keep linking him to Kevin Love, Ethan, and I think there's something to that, right? Because positionally, I think he's very similar right now. I think um, if I had to guess, because I'm really interested to see how Spo would use him. If I had to guess, now with the added um, size, muscle, and still kind of, I guess, the questions about his, defensive agility i think the best way and and for jovic to be used is the only time he plays next to a big it's bam and other than that if he if he's not playing next to bam he might be the big i might be wrong about that but i'm very very skeptical that spo would play him next to another big that isn't named bam so it feels very much like a kevin love role where you're either the starting four or the backup five so you know i think that also leaves him some openings to play you know, a couple of different positions, whether it's as a starter, as a backup five, if he outplays like Thomas Bryan in camp or something, or if they feel like they're on a similar level and Jovic can handle being a five, I could totally see that too. So I would like to see him used in these different ways. And like Brady was saying, give him the ball a little bit more just so I think he can get a little bit into more of a rhythm because he definitely likes to touch the ball. And it doesn't mean make him the point guard. It just means have him involved with the actions, have him moving the ball around because he is very much – um a connected piece, uh, even if he isn't a primary playmaker. He will move the ball, and I think he he gets into a rhythm better that way. But what I'm skeptical about is him raising the ceiling in the playoffs. I I think because of what we're talking about, I I don't think he, he will raise much of a ceiling in the playoffs. Like It would have to be a ginormous leap for him to be, I think, a factor. And that's just, I guess that's just the way that I was thinking about the conversation is raising their playoff ceiling. But if he's big and, and he's like in the rotation or anywhere close to that, he's getting – kind of consistent minutes here and there that's big for the regular season. Cause you got to get your vets. I think, you know, kind of conserve their energy for the playoff. I mean, I understand Greg, what you're saying about the shooting. I get it. Obviously statistically, you probably can make an argument that that's the single most important thing. I, I, I just, uh, again, I wonder who it, that's going to be. I, you know, I mean, we talk about, <laughs> you know, you, you don't have Struis, you don't have Vincent. They didn't shoot the ball particularly well in the regular season last year anyway. Uh, you bring in Josh, but he's never been a high-volume three-point shooter, um, maybe a little bit more this year. Um, 
you know, Jovic has shown the ability to stretch some. Love can stretch some. And then there's Duncan. Um, before we go to uh, to break here, your prediction on who this is? I mean, who is who's going to change their shooting trajectory here? Other than, I mean, Tyler. Tyler was in there last year, so and he was their best yeah. shooter. He was part of the reason why they were um, not. I don't know if you can you be worse than last. <laughs> um, he was right. the only good shooter. Anyway, I think just watch out for this dude, Drew Peterson. Just just watch out. But if we're saying okay, but hold on, if we're, you guys are telling well, not all of you, but, but he's not raising you, the ceiling. I don't want to like that's. Well, I'm not I'm correlating my you, shooting you, take with this with the prospect that I think no, is going to shoot. It's really okay well. to watch out for him or anybody else they bring in, but I'm just saying like if we're saying that Spoh's not going to give Jovic consistent minutes or not going to elevate him, I have a hard time believing. You know, we're putting Drew Peterson at the back end of the rotation to make enough of a difference. I I, I get what you're saying. Thing. It's got to be a team thing. It can't be on one person. Yep. Yeah. No, it, it does. And, and Duncan goes back to normal. If not, well, right. Can Drew Holiday shoot 40% right? from three? Okay, now we're going to break. Uh, I'm healed? not doing transition yeah. talk on this episode. I, I'm just not going to do it. All right. We do want to mention a couple sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Uh, our friends over at Water Cleanup of Florida, maybe they can clean up the mess on this episode. They also can clean uh, your water leaks, uh, your mold damage, all that kind of stuff. Reach out. To Michael, Robert, and his team. They're based in Boca Raton, which, by the way, is where training camp is going to be. So if there's leaks at FAU, that they, they can handle that as well. Reach out to them at 954-579-0356. That's 954-579-0356. WCUFL.com. More than 75-star reviews on Google. They can fully restore the damaged areas that you have in your office, your house, or anywhere else, fully licensed, insured, and certified to provide the one-stop shopping that busy homeowners and business owners requires. Required, if you've got the schmutz, they got the guts. Also, you should have the guts to play on our Better Edge tournament this week. Go to Better Edge, that's with an O, betteredge.com. It is legal. Use the code 5RSN and just search for our competition. I am the pacer this week, so you beat me and you win money. That's how this works. It's like betting against your friends. So go to betteredge.com, use the code 5 R-S-N. Hey, it's Ethan Skolnick for Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. As you know, we heard from Pat Riley recently. Everybody has an opinion on trades, free agency, who they should keep, who they should give up, who they should get. Well, whatever it is that Riley and the Heat do, you don't want them giving up too much and getting too little, right? Well, the same is true of shaving products, and that's why I use Harry's shaving products. I love the way it handles. I love the way it looks. And I love the quality of the shave. I have a little bit of trouble growing out a good beard. So better to just shave it off and make sure that it looks somewhat professional. These are German-engineered blades made in their own factory. So they stay sharp longer. means you can use them longer. And also, they've got customizable delivery options for scheduled refills as low as 2 bucks, half of what you pay for other big brands. Also, I would recommend the shaving lotion as well and the body wash. So check it out. You can go to harrys.com backslash five. That's harrys.com backslash five. You'll get a $13 trial set for just three bucks. Again, don't pay too much and get too little. Same is true of shaving as NBA transactions. harrys.com backslash five for your $3 trial set. 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right. I'm going to throw this out there and then I got to plug in my computer before I go totally dark here. So I, I'll let, let, me, let me see. Who should I go to first? We, we've got uh, Greg's cop-out shooting suggestion and my, my ballsy uh, Nico Jovic suggestion. Brady, go. And, and don't mind me if you're watching on YouTube as I s- scatter in the background to plug in my computer. Brady, go on listening. Yeah, you're probably going to get DoorDash. That's so probably knocking at your door or something. But <laughs> either way. Um, yeah, it probably is. No, I, I have the $9.99 at Uber Eats uh, monthly. It's, oh, okay, you're it saves good. me a lot of money. Cons- I just think when we're talking about it's a guy that we talked about in a very different light. Much A lot of these guys that we are talking about, we talk about in a different light all offseason. So it's good to actually talk basketball with these guys. But it's Tyler Hero for me. Like, you're looking at a guy that we've talked about all offseason, but it's a guy that's been working, like, every single morning early on. But the things that he could do in terms of elevating their ceiling, you, you see his trainer on – I saw on Twitter was saying, I have been 26 points per game this season. You know, I'm not going that far and kind of calling out points per game here. But he's a guy that if he can have that type of season and kind of build up the grudge that we've been, we've been talking about, the fact that he kind of channels all of this that's been talked about and takes the – even though he's taking the trolling approach, but adding it's kind of his fire – that can do something to this team where if he comes out like that type of player, we saw it in the regular season before. I know he had a little bit of a dip uh, in points per game this past season, just because it was kind of heading into the starting lineup. He had that kind of ability to off the bench the year before to kind of just go and fly off points. But I'm not even talking about from a points perspective. I'm not saying he's going to go out there and just get empty points. Like Ethan was saying last season, I just think it's in terms of just impacting the game in terms of making the right play and playing at that level that the pick and roll bam, uh, being able to kind of find his spots in a way that now we're a little bit later into this development where he understands playing next to the top guys, where he knows his spots and when to pick them, that we can kind of project the Jovic's of the world and, and say these guys that could potentially develop into something and be in and out of the lineup. Tyler Hero is going to be on the floor a lot. He's going to be on the floor late in games. He's the guy that's going to be hitting with the ball in his hands late in games to kind of hit clutch shots. Even though they have Jimmy Butler, he's the guy they go to when they need a big shot late in the game. He's the guy that could kind of really turn things around because if he has a good start to this season, things look a lot different for this Heat team. Because I've said, I, I really do believe the beginning of this season is going to be telling. Like if things go south off, off the rip, like what do you do? Because you just had this whole thing of an offseason talking about Damian Lillard. And now all of a sudden, now you're just grasping for something. And maybe you're kind of saying to yourself, well, we could do what we did last season in the playoffs. You can't really bank on that. So ideally, you come out and play really well. Your young guys play well. But Tyler Hero leading the charge in that way, saying, if we have this guy healthy, you kind of – I know we said the Oladipo thing was last year, was if we had this guy healthy, we're a different team. Well, this year it's going to be, if we have Tyler Hero healthy in the playoffs, we can get that much further. But I, I really do believe his development, maybe his efficiency going up. You talked about the three-point shooting. Tyler Hero is a big, big part of that. He's not just like a part of that. Like he is somebody that can really do it because it's the way he does it. Like coming off the, we talked about high pick and rolls with with different guys and Dame and other kind of acquisitions possibilities. But Tyler's a guy that could do that too. It's just a little bit different of a way. But the the, the pull up shooting, the catch and shoot stuff, if he could do that type of stuff, gets the rim. I'm saying today, the one development that I think changes everything for Tyler Hero 
is the ability to get to the free throw line. If he does that, I think that takes his game completely to another level, being able to – it's not even the finishing at the rim. It's the embracing contact, being able to get to the line and kind of just pacing himself in a way where not everything has to be long twos and jumpers, where he can kind of get to that level. Like, now that's a tough thing to deal with as a defense. So I just think if Tyler comes out motivated as he's shown to be, that that's the thing that could really raise his team's ceiling. All right. Well, now it's Alex's turn to raise the ceiling because you we're not going to comment on Brady's yet. We're going to wait till Alex finishes and then Greg and I will jump in. We've got Jovic. We've got the cop out on shooting and we've got Tyler Hero. <laughs> Alex, what you got? So I was going back and forth, you know, just and then you guys kind of helped narrow it down. So it's good. Definitely helped me a little bit. Um, and I think I'm going to I similar to kind of what Brady was talking about with Tyler. I feel with Bam. And I'm not going to go into the thing where, you know, a band can give you 26 points a game. It changes. Yeah, obviously, we, you know, obviously, if he turns it to a dynamite All-NBA scorer, that would be huge. And that would be awesome. Great. But I'm not even talking about that. I think Bam, and, and this is something he's kind of done every season, he gets a little better. He gets a little better every season. It's not a leap, but he takes, he, he gets marginally better, whether it'll be at, at like one skill or a certain aspect of his game. And I think to me, it's just about polishing what he's already good at and polishing the decision-making, I think, um, kind of in traffic. Because um, to me, like, Bam is already so good and so impactful in so many ways where it's like, as a playmaker, you can go to him as a big man that you can't with so many other bigs. What he does on defense, don't even have to get into that. Might be the best defender in the league. On the offensive side of the floor, kind of has his little signature shot in, you know, the short mid-range, all of that. It's great. That's the way he really polished last season, and that's kind of the theme for this. I just think he needs to polish the stuff he's already good at, whether it's as a passer, whether it's when to get to the mid-range shot versus when to attack the rim, and all of that to me, it's it's kind of a boring answer because it's not like, yeah, Bam adds the three, and it adds four points per game to his, uh, you know, to his stat line. But to me, just polishing up on little things, polishing up, you know, things that we talked about before, like the hook on, on a smaller guy, just things like that. I just would. It, it just it's gonna help a lot because they're gonna the Heat are gonna be playing with a small margin for hair, small margin for error in the playoffs. And I feel like Bam, just kind of polishing his skill set, it really helps with that, right? It, it, the less mistakes that are made, the quicker he's able to kind of take advantage of small passing windows or the small windows to attack things like that. I really think that would make a huge, huge difference. Just just because like in a similar way to what Brady was saying with Tyler, it's like. Be great at the things you're great at. And then also just add a little other stuff, right? Like, you know, we don't need Tyler to get – or we don't expect Tyler to get, like, to the free throw line six times a game. But if you can get there one or two more times, if you can kind of figure out that balance, that's kind of where I'm at with Bam, too. I, I feel like I don't need new stuff, even though I, I would be cool with the open three and all that. But just keep getting better at what you're great at. And I feel like it's a boring answer, but that's what I got. All right, Greg, we got to decide here. What raises the ceiling more? We're kind of talking about incremental improvement for both, right? Like for Bam and for Tyler, polishing mm-hmm. certain things. You know, Bam gets more decisive. Uh, you know, Tyler, a, a little bit more aggression going to the basket, getting fouled, adding that element to it. Um, I lean Tyler on it. Big time. Okay. 
Because why, why? Bam, Bam all last season was a 21-point-per-game scorer, and we thought he kind of actually did what we're asking him to do again. We want him to do it a little bit more. I think where people come down on that is that there were just moments in the playoffs where he appeared to like not necessarily continue with that same level of aggression, so people got frustrated. But throughout the oh, regular that's, season, that's I mean, he, the regular season too, he, were, I mean, he was last, their only all-star, let's remember. So like, no, I, I know, I know. But I the think last third of the regular Tyler season, taking that jump. To Brady's point, I think overall mm-hmm. just it raises the ceiling because it adds things that Jimmy and Bam just can't add. Yeah, I think that's fair. That's kind of where I'd go with it. And I think here's look, Bam getting better matters, obviously. There's no question about it. But with Tyler, we've spent the offseason talking about how they need a three level scorer who can carry the burden and take the pressure off Jimmy. If that guy is actually in house, it changes the dynamic going forward. Like we know what Bam is going to provide is absolutely essential to them. And the Heat believe it's essential, but they obviously didn't believe Tyler was essential. If they were looking to upgrade on him, if he can prove he's essential, that he's a piece you cannot move. It does raise their ceiling and he's going to play a whole lot more minutes than Nikola Jovic. So perhaps I should have picked him it's over really him. It's going to be tough though, right? Like if you have to think about a scenario where Tyler gets to a point where he's almost unmovable, that means he's almost no longer um I think a worry on the defensive yeah. end, right? That's well, probably what it comes down to more than anything. Or he scores no, that, so well that, that you don't give a shit. Like if he averages 26.3 points per game this year, they're not yeah. going to really care about the defense as much, especially if through well, holidays if, next if to him does, in the backcourt. Right, right. He doesn't efficient. Like that that's the key. And I'm not expecting him to shoot 50, you know, 50, 40, 90. He can probably handle the 40 and 90 part, but maybe not the 50 part. But the, the reason, again, that I would still go with Jovic, even though Hero is going to play more minutes, is I think I'm kind of expecting these things from Tyler and from Bam and from Jimmy, who I was told today is in the best mental state of his career and is going to have an MVP season by somebody close to Jimmy. So for those who are worried Aggregated. about him and where he's at, exactly, uh, they, I don't think they should be. And we just did a whole episode about how long he can play at this level, and I still think that's a concern because of his age and some of the injury history. But, I, I but again, I'm kind of expecting another jump from Tyler, a small one. I'm expecting a small one from Bam. Jovic is such a wild card. That's the thing. Like, he can make no contribution this year, or he can give them something they have not had, which is a really dynamic player next to Bam. Like, that they have not had that. Like PJ Tucker was really useful for them, the way that that Spo used him. Jay Crowder was useful, right? But who else has played next to Bam? Myers Leonard, Mo Harkless for a brief period of time, Kevin right? Love. Kevin Love passed his prime, even though he's you know he's been a functional player for them. And Caleb, who was playing out of position, Nikola Jovic, PJ. Like, it changed, yeah, but PJ, but PJ can't do the things that Jovic can do on there. He does totally sure. different things. And I'm saying, like, and, and the thing about it is, if you don't think Spose thought about it, remember, he rolled out that lineup last year in preseason. Remember? They had, like, a, what was it, like a 12-minute, 10 to 12-minute stretch where they just went nuclear with Bam and Jovic and Jimmy and Tyler, I believe, all out there. And Kyle was out there, too, I think. Um, so he's clearly toyed with the idea here. And now the fact that you've got Jovic... 15 pounds heavier, more experienced, more confident, did all the things that you wanted to do this offseason. Like, to me, that's why I say ceiling is because that could be zero to something huge. 
Can I just say the counter to that maybe, and I I don't usually go, I usually go total X to those, but this elevate Tyler element elevates things emotion. Like in that yeah. locker room, if he is that guy and he's averaging, like Greg said, 26 points per game, like nobody's looking around and having like th- that changes things because they're saying, okay, we have something here. Like this is in our building when they're not looking across the, the, the room and saying, we need this, this, and this, they're saying, we got it with Jovic. It's still saying, well, we, if it's Jovic and Tyler's still kind of that same player, they're looking around and saying, well, we can still catch in this chip and, and get this guy because it's not totally our ceiling yet. So it's like, if Tyler does become that guy, I just think it makes the, the top players on this roster a little bit more comfortable heading into the playoffs. That's fair. The one other thing I want to say about this roster, for those who are concerned about it, I think it's a higher ceiling roster because there are individual players that have higher ceilings. Like, again, no disrespect to Max or Gabe, okay? But how much better were Max and Gabe really going to get at what they were doing? That that That's the thing. Whereas... Can I, can I that a little bit? Yeah, some of, guys, some of the guys we're talking about here might not even get a chance to replicate what those guys did in the playoffs. And how hard is it going to be for some of these role players to replicate not not just what they did in the last playoffs, but the one before that? I think True. that's they're going to have True. to step into some some shoes there because both of those guys ended up being like top five most valuable players. I mean, Struess may be more on the outside this past season, but, you know, they were in the thick of it. They were in the thick of it getting big-time minutes, making big-time shots. They were you know, trusted. They yeah. They, they, they were trusted, but they also both kind of bombed in the finals. I mean, I'm, again, I'm not <laughs> – I, a lot of guys did like it wasn't, I mean, look, Bam is the guy who stepped up. Okay. In those situations. And obviously Tyler could not, was not healthy enough to, um, but the, I, I just, again, I don't want to disparage either of those two guys. I, I think they both made huge contributions here, but I, I, I think, I just think when I look at Jovic, I say, okay, wait, like that's a potential build around player. It's just a question of, where is he in his development? We haven't even talked about Hakez, uh, and there's 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 potential for some upside there too. Although again, I think it comes more when Jimmy doesn't play uh, that we're going to see some of that. But uh, that, yeah, I, I just that's why I keep coming back to Jovic because I look at this team and I think Heat fans are like, I think Heat fans agree with what you guys are saying about Bam and Tyler, but I don't think they're expecting huge jumps, and I think that's why they look at this roster and they're like, okay, it is sort of what it is. It's got to be somebody that comes out of nowhere. And to a certain degree, a guy in his second year who just graduated high school is somebody who would come out of nowhere, even if he was just a first-round pick. But we'll see how that plays plays out. Look, if we had done this before last season and we'd said Caleb Martin is going to have the highest growth, uh, the greatest growth of any player this year, everybody would looked at us like we were crazy. And you know what? We would have been right because if you look at from where, where any player on the heat roster who from where they were from the beginning of the season and what the expectation level was to where they were in the Eastern conference finals, Caleb Martin had the biggest leap last year of any heat player. Bigger than Bam. He was my second choice. And he's playing for a contract. He's playing playing for for a contract. contract. Maybe if Kyle can leap back to 2016, Okay, that's too much. Kyle can leap. Just ask then for like twenty twenty one. Then we'll have then they'll have a point guard. All right. Thanks to Brady. Thanks to Alex. Thanks to Greg. Uh, Greg popped out of this episode. So it's okay. It's okay. You finished fourth. You finished fourth. It's fine. You can't just say shooting. 
Let the people cool. vote. Let the people vote. How about yeah. that? Let's put it to a poll. All right, you know what? I'll put it on a poll. All right. Uh, thanks to our sponsors. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.